Hello and welcome back to another episode of Project Deep End, the show about building a pool service business. I'm your host, Dave, and today is Thursday. It's pretty cool to think that I've been making these episodes for nearly a year now. Um, the very beginning of January will mark one year uh, of doing these podcasts, and this year definitely did not shake out the way I thought it was going to. Uh, some for the good, some for the bad. Actually, I don't know. It's kind of always for the good in the end. Um, but yeah, uh, here we are making another one of these. So uh, today I um, had to remove my uh, uh, the battery from my one of my trucks, the Toyota. It had been sitting idle at the shop for a couple of months now. Uh, honestly, I think since like July. And so the battery's totally dead. So I removed it. I'm going to go uh, back to my house where I charge uh, the batteries for our Riptide vacuums. Um, and for those pool guys and gals out there that listen to this, uh, yes, I use Riptide. I don't use Hammerhead. I had a Hammerhead, um, but I, what I like about the Riptide is you can buy just the vacuum and, and just the battery case instead of having the big cart. Now, the cart is pretty sweet. I do like the cart. My problem with the cart is it absolutely destroys the trucks. It's so heavy on the back of the truck that um, I just... Uh, the suspension just got shot whenever I, I had, uh, I had a hammerhead with the, with the cart. So I didn't want a cart. And also, you know, there are some backyards that as much as I want to say, like every backyard that we do, we have to have access for our equipment and, you know, easy access in and out. The reality is, is I, I, I'm not there yet. I don't really know if, um, if anyone is really truly there all the way, you know, we have some backyards where you really have to like squeeze through past air conditioning, uh, units and and stuff. And so having a more portable vacuum is, um, is the way to go in my opinion. Um, and, and frankly, just where I live, the only time we really use it heavily is now. So this time of year and, uh, about six weeks in spring when we're having tons of blossoms, even the six weeks in springs, it's like, it's maybe 50% of the pools need it. So like, I don't live in an area where I have to heavily use these vacuums. If I did, I might kind of reconsider my, my idea on whether or not I should have the, the hitch on the back with the, with the cart and everything. But I like the riptides. Um, I like the portability of them. They are a pain in the ass, but the portability is pretty sweet and they're cheaper. Uh, but anyway, so I got to go use the, the chargers that I have at my house for those batteries on my truck battery. I hope it works the same. I think it does. Uh, and then I'm going to try to hook it back up so that I can go get that truck smogged, um, which is due at the end of the month. I've been putting it off because the battery was dead. So that's what I'm doing today. Um, I've done a couple of service calls and, um, yeah, I've got a little update. So after, after much discussion with my wife and after getting to my actual breaking point, uh, we have decided that she is going to now take over the phones. Um, so I am no longer going to be accessible to our customers. Um, for those of you who haven't been following along, if this is your first time listening, uh, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, my name's Dave and we do, uh, a podcast about building a business. I, I try to keep this as real as I possibly can. I try to keep everybody as updated as I can. You know, real numbers, real lessons, real successes, real defeats, uh, real failures. And um, that's what I do. And so uh, if you haven't been listening, um, recently I more or less just stopped working on this for about a month, maybe even a month and a half. And I did that because I just got to my breaking point. I could not do any more customer service. And, and when I think about what actually caused it, it was not the 
constant work. It was not the 10 to 12 hours a day all the time. It was not three years straight with virtually no vacations, which is going to change this year. I'm going to take a real vacation. I'm actually flying to another city, uh, which will be really fun. Um, but uh, And I'm not planning on doing any work. We actually were able to get out of town last year. Uh, and that was the first time we were able to get out of town for real. That, uh, but I worked the entire time. Um, this year, no more work. No more working uh, on vacation. I'm not even bringing my work phone. Um, but uh, point is, is it's it wasn't the three years straight of work. It wasn't the, the long hours. It wasn't the physical labor. It was all customer service. The reason I shut down is because I could not handle talking to people anymore. Um, <clears throat> and so after that break, after this most recent like break where I basically said, fuck it, if the business dies, it dies. Um, pardon, I have to keep pausing this. I've got uh, my kind of uh, uh, clogged up. I one of my, A couple of my kids are sick, and I'm, so I'm a little flummy, but I don't think that I'm sick. Um, anyway, it was not that. It was the customer service. It was talking to the customers. That just shut me down. It chopped me down. I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, and, uh, but after this break, now I'm feeling a lot more refreshed. I'm feeling like I'm ready to go. I just, I can't do the customer service anymore because we're going to just run right back into the same spot that we were in. Um, I would probably do it for like a week or two, start freaking out on people and start firing people left and right. Like I was doing before I shut down. Um, and, uh, so instead of doing that, my wife is now going to take over, uh, handling the sort of first point of contact on the phone. Um, so we're doing this little transition where I work mornings, she takes the kids, and then the afternoons, um, you know, she does the customer service plus the the kind of admin, bookkeeping, all this, the, the stuff that kind of is like more office work behind the scenes, she's always taken care of it. And it's never really been that much, it's maybe like an hour and a half to three hours tops. Um, but now she's going to add in the customer service side of this. And we're going to, the way we're going to do it is we're going to batch it. So, uh... The phones are, you know, on obviously, and people can leave voicemails, text messages, and all that stuff. But we're not going to answer it until she starts her shift, and I take the kids. So I take the kids, and then she starts her shift. So basically, I work morning, she does kids in the morning, and then in the afternoon she works, and you know, I take the kids in the afternoon. We're going to try that for a while. We're going to try to figure out our happy medium. But I will say, going into business with your wife is such a competitive advantage. I know so many people say like, don't go, you know, it'll ruin your marriage and all that stuff. But like, first of all, for us, we've always uh, hustled on projects together. We did real estate. We've done uh, previous businesses together. We just, it's just how we work. Uh, We build together. Um, uh, But second of all, like, I don't really understand that, uh, the argument against it. You know, you, you could either build something together and share the struggles together and learn to communicate. And I mean, you have to respect boundaries. You have to do all that good stuff. But you can either learn and build and grow together or you can go and spend all day at different jobs doing different things, growing different directions with different people and, and just hope your marriage works. I, I just, you know, to me, it makes so much more sense. But uh, in business, it is such a competitive advantage because, at least for us, because her skill set is different from my skill set. My strengths are her weaknesses. Her weaknesses, or, or, or my weaknesses, are her strengths, right? And so, we're able to kind of share so much more of the load, um, and 
yeah, so that's that's uh, that's what we're going to do. So I am off the phones officially as of yesterday. We switched over the numbers. I sent out uh, some text messages to kind of the important people who need to know my number. I told my team my new number kind of thing, contractor, other professionals I, I keep in touch with. Um, the only one I haven't done yet is uh, I got to get my new number hooked up with distribution. Uh, I don't know if they're going to sell me stuff if I call on the wrong number. I bet you they would. But... Um, but yeah, so that's what we're doing. Um, I'm off the phones and I got to say, uh, it's a little stressful right now because I still have to do the kind of customer service because I have to kind of coach her through it and I have to kind of train her on pool stuff. Uh, cause this whole time she's been doing much more like just bookkeeping, financing, financial stuff, uh, payroll, managing our, our, um, accountant, um, kind of contractor person, um, the stuff that requires you to be organized basically is the stuff that I suck at. And so, but now she's going to have to kind of know about pools. So we're going to have to do that. And so it's a little bit, uh, uh, stressful. It's a little bit of a, we're going to have growing pains, but I got to say, I can already see once we get this stuff kind of figured out and dialed in, once she gets good at it and can kind of manage it on her own and I'm fully off the phones and, you know, um, she's already trying to hold me more accountable to actually get stuff done. Cause what I've been doing recently is I say, I, I've just been putting stuff off, which is not good, but like, I'm not that organized and there's so many things to do that I just sort of shut down and I put stuff off and she's like, no, nah, you're not putting stuff off. Oh, one second here. I looked like a, some sort of a drug bust or something, undercover cops. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so apologize for clearing my throat right in the mic right there. Normally I, I hit the pause button, but I didn't in time. Um, so anyway, so we're, we're kind of changing. And what I will say is so far, this whole thing has been sort of duct taped together by my, you know, built on top of my harebrained, crazy, get after it, grow at all cost, not organized, um, brain, you know, my, my, I, I, it, it has been built off of the chaos that is my mind. And that is no business. Um, th that is, you know, we can make money doing that. Clearly it's, it's gotten us this far. So it's not like it's, it's useless, but, uh, we are at a turning point where, you know, we don't have real systems for when the techs find something that's broken, that's out outside of what they can do. Or even if it, if something's broken and they could do it, uh, but they don't have the inventory on their trucks because I'm not managing an inventory and I'm not managing the inventory on the trucks. I'm not, you know, uh, or, or, uh, like for example, in the last quarter, I probably have missed billing out. I hate to say it, but probably like 40% of the things that the little fixes like out of, you know, replace a sweep bag, you know, replace a, a swivel, replace, you know, the, the little things that are so easy. I haven't been billing because I've been keeping, been able to keep track of everything. Um, and we don't have a standard operating procedure for these, these things. Our filter cleans, we're behind on our filter cleans. Cause I just, I can't keep all of this organized. We're getting, we're, we're too close to 200 customers and around this, it is at around this, this amount of customers that I just, it's too many things for me to keep track of in my head before I could keep track of everything in my head and I can do a mostly good job. Now there's just no way. And so one thing that I'm really excited about is my wife, on the other hand, is very organized. Um, she is so organized. It's in, kind of incredible uh, how organized she is. And 
Um, she's built that way. Like she does not thrive in chaos. I thrive in chaos. I thrive in just getting out and getting after it and high stakes, high, you know, big high stakes, high rewards kind of thing. Um, she thrives in much more like, uh, organized and compartmentalized and structured systems. And I will say, I think we are at the point now where the way we've been operating, where it's all sort of duct taped together, um, based off of what I think I can do at the time. Um, we're going to move into, how do I say this? We're going to be over the next couple of months creating these new standard operating procedures for fixing things, for keeping inventory on all of our trucks, for invoicing, for scheduling service calls, for scheduling sales uh, appointments, and really basically becoming a real business. Like right now, I just don't feel like we're a real business. I feel like Right now, we we are a thing that makes money that I own, but it's I would not go as far as to say that this thing is like systemized, right, or systematized, or however you say that. Um, and with her at the helm of all things scheduling, all things organization, and actually, uh, you know, handling customers and learning how pools kind of work at a at a high level, um, I think we're going to be able to really get to that next level. And, and my, my stuff works up until about 200 customers. That's what we found this year. My way of operating works until about 200 customers. And then it totally just breaks down and shits the bed with, with her creating, helping us create these, um, not helping. She's going to be creating them. I, I don't have the brain for this stuff. I just don't. I kind of know how things should work roughly so I can give some guidance, but it's going to be her to be able to organize the pro- the, the steps and the processes. But with her doing that, um, I really think that this is going to be, number one, the thing that allows us to finally grow past 200 customers, but also number two, this is going to be the thing that create that, that really transforms us from, you know, this thing that we've, this quote unquote, this business that we've been creating, that's not really a real business into that, that true asset that we want. We want, um, that, that, you know, we can plug new people in. They have the, the standard operating procedures right there. They can just follow the playbook and with very little, uh, oversight, um, they can get up to speed, know how, know what to do and what, you know, in what situation and who to communicate to and things just get done. And it's also going to allow us, um, I think, you know, since we're going to go back to growing and growing, um, we're going to be growing much more sustainably. There's no more, you know, breakneck pace for no reason, really. Uh, But, you know, as we continue to grow, this is going to be the thing that not only allows us to break 200, but I think this is going to be the thing that gets us to 400 to 500 customers. Um, I think this is going to be the thing that allows us to, as we grow, offload more of our jobs to other people. So for example, my lead technician uh, is managing the field, but he's not really doing all the things that I would want a lead technician to do, like keeping track of inventory, like keeping track of the filter cleaning schedule and implementing it. I still have to do all that stuff in my head. And um, if we have an actual schedule and we have an actual person running the schedule and he is just implementing it, so he would be 
you know, doing the filters himself and making sure his team members do the filters. And I'm obviously, we're still so small, I'm going to do them as well. But, you know, as we get to four technicians with one lead tech, eventually, like, that's going to be on the lead tech to do all of that. I won't be able to do that because it'll be, I'll be doing my other stuff. Um, and and also, the, my goal is, is to fire myself from as many jobs as possible. I don't, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs have the... The, the problem of, of not being able to share their Legos, not being able to let go and, and you know, accept that, you know, hey, your employee, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs have this idea that your employees are never going to be able to do it as well as you. And, and, and I think in the beginning, that's probably true. I think as you scale and as you grow and as you become a better business, that becomes less true because you are, requ- I, I think what's going to happen is you will be required to find ways to operate um, more efficiently and, uh, you know, I think I think the just the sheer volume of customers and sheer volume of things that you do uh, is going to require higher caliber people. And then once you get those higher caliber people, I think eventually you get to a point where you have people who are just better at all of the things than you are um, for their for their individual function. Like I have to be able to do all of those things, but I don't think I'm going to have to. Um, I, I don't think I'll always be the best at them. I think right now we're kind of in that stage where I'm still going to be better than all of, all the people I hire. But eventually, like, um, eventually I won't. Like for example, like our accountant person, um, she's an enrolled agent. She's a contractor. She so she's not a W two employee, but she is obviously she's better at bookkeeping, payroll, and, and accountant and taxes than I am. Right. So I think it's going to be you know like that, but across the board. Um, one moment here. I'm going to go hook up the batteries and I'll be right back. All right. I don't know if that's going to work, but it's my best shot. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think by making this transition where we're sort of, you know, she's graciously taking the, I mean, really it's the bottleneck. She's taking the, the one thing that I just can't do anymore off of my plate and taking over that. Uh, for the foreseeable future. You know, for a while we were thinking about hiring somebody, but the more I talked with uh, people that I know that have either already built a business themselves or know people who have built business, you know, this business, this type of business themselves, um, or know know people who have, you know, the, the consensus is I, I'm too small to hire someone. And I agree. I mean, that got me into trouble. Hiring before we were really ready to hire uh, has has bit me in the ass before, and I don't want to make that same mistake again. So uh, we are uh, not hiring a customer service person. My wife is taking over that, and I think it's going to be the thing that gets us to that next level. And I'm I'm pretty pumped about that. It's going to be um, it's going to be pretty cool uh, to see where this goes in the next few years. Um, but. So yeah, that's the big update is I am officially off the phones. My customers officially do not have a way to reach me directly. And um, I got to say, uh, oh, that's what I was saying right before. Like, I don't have a problem uh, sharing my Legos, right, uh, with, with hiring people. I want to fire myself from as many of the jobs as I do as possible. Now, I also want to make a good chunk of money eventually, but I'm after the freedom more than anything else. I want freedom first. I mean, let me rephrase that. I want financial stability first. I want to be able to pay all my bills. Then I want freedom. Then I want to be wealthy. That's the sequence that I'm hoping I'm able to do, or I'm hoping I'm able to uh, get to. And right now, I'm very heavy on the freedom side. you know, and I've talked about this a lot uh, recently uh, in in the last few episodes. That like, if I want to, I don't really have to work. 
um, all that much anymore. So I've got the freedom side. Now it's a question of, if, you know, do we want to, how hard do we want to work? Because it took three years to get here. So how long, how hard do I want to work right now? And then, um, you know, what, how wealthy do I want to get? And um, what am I willing to, to do to get there? What am I willing to sacrifice to get there? And right now it's not a whole lot. Uh, but I will say, like, for the last month and a half, I've just flat out not been responding to sales calls. I've just flat out not been responding to leads. I haven't really been answering my phone, all that. And, and so now that I'm refreshed, now that I am off of the phones, uh, now that I can, um, you know, go to work and really just focus on the things that matter, which is keeping these pools um, dialed in and clean, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mind taking on more customers now. I don't, I wouldn't mind having more. Uh, because before I felt like every new customer was, I was adding another padlock to the prison cell that I had created for myself. Now I don't feel that way anymore because I, with every new customer before every new customer was another customer that I would have to take care of via customer service. And I would freak out eventually and it wouldn't be good. But now that I'm not doing that side of this, I have so much more bandwidth because I could take care of pools all day. Like 12 hour days of hard labor is not something I want to do forever, but it's not the hard thing for me. Um, staying out and being disciplined and even though I'm tired, just keep, you know, keep moving. That's not the hard part. The hard part is dealing with the screeching and the whining and the complaining and the passive aggressive. And, and even if it's none of those things, even if the person's being totally nice, it's doing all of the labor side, doing all of the, oh, something's broken that I've never seen before. And now I have to look it up and figure it out and pretend like I know and, you know, all that stuff. Um, it, it's, it's doing all of that. Plus now I have to have a back and forth with a few different people via text message, phone calls, emails. Oh, this. Oh, and another thing. Oh, okay, cool. I got it. All right, thanks. By the way, there's this. You know, uh, it's it's dealing with that that really throws a wrench in my ability to concentrate and focus on the thing that matters, the thing that people hired me for, which is take care of the pool. Um, and and it's required. All I'm not to, I'm not trying to sit here and pretend like this is not required to do the job. I have to do these things. If you're gonna be if you're gonna build a pool service business, you're gonna have to talk to customers and and do it. Uh, you know, talk to customers and and have those back and forth and fix their their pools. You're not gonna keep every pool perfect all the time. Um, that is part of the bit, you know, that is part of the game. I've just been doing that side for so long that I just, I need help now. I just, I can't go any further than we're at. And so, uh, you know, I guess this is a, a long winded way of saying that, you know, we're, my wife is now on the phones. I'm off, I'm out of the, the sort of customer service realm. I mean, we're, I'm transitioning out, I should say. I'm not out, but I'm transitioning out of the customer service realm, and that only leaves one thing for me to do, which is, uh, well, two things to do, which is build and build and maintain this business. And I'm, I'm, I, I mean, we're still going to probably aim towards taking it easy for the rest of the year. I will say my customer count is down at like the 166, 177 range, which is starting to get to the point where I don't want it to get too much lower um, than that. Uh, since now we're officially, uh, you know, going to be growing, um, and continuing on this journey. Um, and so, you know, I, now I kind of want to start getting back. I don't know. It's just weird. I went from, I don't give a shit about this anymore. I'm not working anymore. I'm not even, I didn't even record podcasts for a while to, all right, I'm, I'm kind of starting to get, you know, itchy, right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get kind of 
back after it. I, I, I want to make progress. I want to build. I want to grow again. Because now the thing that caused me 95 to 98% of the stress from this is off my plate or will be off my plate entirely by the end of the year. So we're taking it easy until the end of the year. And I will say I'm already starting to feel that like I really want to get after it again. Like I, I'm already starting to feel a little stir crazy and that's good. That's exactly what I'm, I've been hoping for is that by taking a big enough break and by um, fixing enough of the things that give me stress, which we are basically fixing the only thing that gives me all of my stress, that I would eventually be chomping at the bit to get after it and, and get that motivation back. Um, you know, I, you can ride on discipline for so long, but and, and discipline is far more important than being feeling motivated, but you know, when you're feeling demotivated to the point where you're burnt out, some motivation definitely helps. Um, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like anything. It, it's a pendulum or it's a scale or whatever. I feel like this one was a little all, all over the place, but, um, it is what it is. Uh, so I'm feeling more, much more motivated. And I think by the end of the year, I'm going to be just absolutely ravenous to get after it. And that's exactly what I'm hoping for. I, I want to, I want to take it as easy as possible to the point where I'm so bored that I just want, I just want to build and build and build. And then hopefully this upcoming year, you know, I'm going to be careful about what goals I set because I don't want to, I don't want to fry myself. Um, but I have a feeling I'm going to go after it really hard, uh, in the beginning of the growth season. And then we'll probably do what we did last year, which is, you know, we'll get halfway through the year around July and then I'll be in maintenance mode. Um, I'll be, okay, we've, we've grown. Maybe we take on more customers if I want. Uh, but if I don't want to, that's okay too. This year I'm saying, if I don't want any more, that's okay. If we want to shrink, that's okay. I'm not going to get into another situation where I'm so fried that I shut down again. That's the main thing I want to, I want to focus on this year, but I will say, I think what will inevitably happen, what will eventually happen will be that, um, you know, with, with me off the customer service side and with me in the field actually getting shit done all the time, I think the service quality is going to go up. I think word of mouth is going to start going up. Advertising will eventually get turned back on. And I think we will, I think we will explode. Um, I'm not making any, I'm not setting any expectations over that. I'm not, um, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh yeah, it's definitely happening this way. I'm not going to be disappointed if it doesn't. But um, I, I think there's a very high likelihood that this upcoming year is the year that we sort of get to that true next level, both from a freedom perspective, from a business quality perspective, but also just from a financial perspective. I think this is this may be the year that um, we actually start to see some some real. We actually start to really see the, the true fruits of our labor. Like right now, it's been great that I've been able to shut down. I've been able to, uh, you know, the business hasn't gone anywhere. I've been able to sort of just mentally and emotionally recover from everything. Um, that was great. But like, I would, I would still not say that we are on another level. I would still not say that we are, we've, if I'm being honest, I, I don't think I've really built the thing that I had envisioned in my mind that I know I can still build even even after learning all the, the, as much as I have about this business model, I don't think I've built, I don't think I've built it uh, to completion. I think it's in a really good spot, but I, it is not complete. And maybe it'll never be complete, but it's, it's not even complete to the point where I would say, okay, this is, this is really good now. Like it's good to have, it's good to be able to, you know, take advantage of, it's good 
uh, we can live off of it. It's good. We can li- work very little and still live off of it. Uh, you know, it's it's really good. It's a good thing, but it's not. It's just not done the way I think it can be done, where we're making ten thousand dollars a month in profit, or you know, take home pay. I should say not profit, but just you know, I'm making ten thousand dollars a month in take home pay. I'm working three hours a week if I want. You know, all of our needs are met, and then some. We're able to take vacations. You know, the team runs the field for the most. Like, there, there's a lot more I can do. Like, on and honestly, my number is twenty thousand. It means nothing. There's really no other reason other than at twenty thousand dollars a month, all of my my family's expenses are taken care of, and we have a lot of money to invest and start building our own personal wealth and stop having to reinvest it into the company, kind of thing. And so, my number in my head of when I'm I think it's like, all right, we're good to go is when I'm making 20 grand a month. And I know that might sound crazy to some and that might sound like nothing to some. But for me, um, you know, when I, when my, both my wife and I were working in our previous career, like we scratched 10 grand. Well, we didn't hit 10 grand a month, but we, we got up there at some point. Um, you know, it was a lot of work. I was a software engineer. She was in digital marketing. We had, you know, full on careers. We were with companies for multiple years and then switched and then multiple years and then switched. You know, so we earned our way. We, we climbed the corporate ladder and both of our salaries combined, it was, it was a lot of money. Um, and that was great. Like after taxes, that was our take home. Uh, but so I've, I've gotten there once, but I've never been there with a business. Uh, and so I want to get the first marker for me is 10 grand a month because I feel like that's, you know, after four years of us leaving the corporate world, uh, we're finally making the same amount as we would as we were when we were in the corporate world. So it's a pretty a substantial uh, checkpoint. Uh, but, um, but at the same time, like, you know, the, the real marker for me is is definitely um, it is definitely 20 grand a month. I don't, you know, I, I think where it came from is at one point somebody I worked with was telling me about how someone they knew told him that it's, it get it starts getting kind of wild when you start making 20 grand a month. That's when you start feeling like this is so much money. It's, it's silly how much money it is. And ever since then, I, it just sort of stuck with me. Like that must be the sweet, that must be so sweet. And so in my mind for years now, like six years now, seven years now, I've, I've always thought like you've made it. If you make 20 grand a, uh, a month, that's, you've made it. And so that's what I'm going for. And so we're not there yet. We're nowhere even close to that. We're not even close to the, you know, 10 grand a month. So, you know, we're like maybe half that. <laughs> so not a lot. Uh, and in the, if that sounds like a lot to you, um, where, think about what state you're in. I'm in, I'm in California. It's really expensive here. That is not enough for a family of four. Um, the, go- the government even thinks so. The government is saying, you know, apparently I just found this out. We qualify for food stamps where I, where I live. And that makes sense because shit's expensive. Um, so anyway, I I don't want to sit here and talk about like income. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy to share it on this, but it's not the point. The point is, is I'm not done yet. And I'm excited to get, I'm excited that I'm finally at a point again where I feel motivated to get after it and continue on that route. Um, so yeah, pretty pumped. All right. Um, last thing I want to update uh, before I, I post this all over the place podcast is, uh, for those of you been following along, you know, we've had a a very large route up for sale, uh, for the last few months. Uh, we have not had any bites on it. Um, but 
after uh, and, and it kind of goes in line in line with the the um, the last episode um, that we uploaded or that I uploaded it really the only real options we have right now are just to grow um, selling was cool but like it took so much to get here and my gut has been screaming at me just to give you a synopsis. Uh, my gut has been screaming at me like, don't sell. It took three years to get here. You know, there were a lot of really hard checkpoints where you had too much work for one person, but not enough work for to hire someone. And I would have to do that all over again if I sold. And right now, like I had the liberty to take basically a month and a half off because I'm so big, not because I'm small, not because I have a, a very small amount of work. It's because I had a lot of work. Um, you know, we have a lot of customers and a lot, you know, bigger business. And if I were to just get rid of that, I don't have that freedom anymore. And so I'd be giving away that freedom for, you know, roughly 150,000, uh, in cash. And that'd be great. 150,000 in cash sounds really great. But if it costs me the freedom that took me three years to build to, it's not that fair of a trade. And my, my, my wife agreed. I told her that my gut has just been telling me this isn't the right move the whole time. Even when I like really wanted to do it, even when we first put it up there, my gut the whole time has been telling me it's, it's not the right move, don't do it. And she said she had totally agreed. Her gut has also been telling her selling is not the right move. Um, and so I'm glad we, we had that conversation. It was a really good conversation. Um, and and uh, you know, I, I didn't wanna do anything hash or like rash. I didn't wanna take the listing down right away. I wanted to think about it for a while. Uh, because if somebody came with 150,000 and you caught me on the right day, like maybe it would have been a good move. And it's not like if we sold, we would still have the brand name. We would still have three days worth of work. We would still have enough to live off of. I would just have to rebuild to a point where we could hire people where I would have freedom again, like true the, the true freedom that I have now. So it wouldn't be the end of the world. But so I didn't want to like just take the listing down um, and, and stop, you know, the stop the sale of the of the route, but you know, at least without thinking about it. Well, we thought about it a lot. I slept on it every day that I woke up. I, I knew that, you know, you listen to your gut. My gut is right. Every day I was more and more certain about that decision. And so, uh, over the weekend or sorry, not even over the weekend on Monday, which is technically my weekend, but not for most, I sent out an email to the broker we were working with and, and killed the deal. So I am officially not selling my route. I am officially all in, uh, on this again, uh, kind of weird, kind of crazy. Um, that was for sure the closest I ever got to quitting uh, in doing this. But I'm not quitting. Uh, just going to keep going. And we're going to grow. We're going to work on be- doing this at a sustainable pace. Um, I'm going to really focus on on not sacrificing my physical and mental health for this anymore. Um, we've built a really good foundation. We've built the platform. And now it's time to actually start building the house. Right? We've built the foundation. Now it's time to really start... Um, to develop what we and build what we really want here, which is a a true, fully built, big business that we can live off of um, and have other people run and and employ people and better our community and and live live richly. Um, So, officially, we are no longer selling a route. Officially, I am not in in the business of selling routes. Uh, I am in the business of growing my pool service business and nothing else. Um, well, I still have some Bitcoin mining stuff going on, but the main thing that I do, that's a side project. That's a side hustle. That's a hobby. This is still the bread and butter. This is still what I'm gunning for, what we're working for. 
and uh, it feels good. It feels good to have that clarity. So I just wanted to share that with you that we're not we're not selling anymore. We're gonna keep going. Come hell or high water, we're gonna make this thing work. So um, that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, feel free to reach out. Project Deep End is my Instagram handle. That is the best and only place you can reach me. Um, and until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.